This is the Poetry Foundation's Essential American Poets podcast. Essential American Poets is an online audio poetry collection. The poets included in the collection were selected in 2006 by Donald Hall when he was Poet Laureate. Recordings of the poets he selected are available online at poetryfoundation.org and poetryarchive.org. In this edition of the podcast, we'll hear poems by Rodney Jones. Rodney Jones was born in Alabama in 1950, and much of his poetry has focused on the South and the voices and oral traditions of his neighbors. He grew up on a cotton farm four miles from Falkville, Alabama, a town of 400 people that did not receive electricity until Jones was five or six years old. He told the Southeast Missourian newspaper, It was very much like being part of another age. There were no large towns around. It was very backwoodsy. People still felt like pioneers then, I think. Jones has been praised for the richness of his poetry and the accessibility of his style. His poems are lyrical and musical, filled with details of daily life and work. He writes a lot about his own life, but his poetry also reaches into the lives of others, including murderers, waitresses, factory workers, and veterans. Jones has taught English for many years at Southern Illinois University at Carbondale. He's the author of many books of poetry, including Salvation Blues, 100 Poems, 1985-2005, to which won the Kingsley Tufts Poetry Award. The Poetry Foundation recorded Rodney Jones reading the following four poems on March 1st, 2008, in a New York City studio. I've written a number of poems at the edge of... Uh of a long study of religion. This is probably uh, a poem that comes from my reading of Stevens as much as, as my understanding of an individual life of a, of a person like myself, you know, who is not a believer and yet who, who maintains some sort of superstition on Sundays. I think I could recognize Sundays from any other day if I came back from the planet Mars. Life of Sundays. Down the street, someone must be praying. And though I don't go there anymore, I want to at times, to hear the diction and the tone, though the English pronoun for God is obsolete. What goes on is devotion, which wouldn't change if I heard. The polished sermon, the uprights, arpeggios of vacant notes. What else could unite widows, bankers, children, and ghosts? And those faces are so good as they tilt their smiles upward to the rostrum that represents law, and the minister who represents God beams like the white palm of the good hand of Christ raised behind the baptistry to signal the multitude, which I am not among, though I feel the abundance of calm and know the beatitude so well I do not have to imagine it, are the polite old ones who gather after the service to chat are the ritual linen of Sunday tables that are already set. More than any other days, Sundays stand in unvarying rows that beg attention. There is that studied very similitude of sanctuary, so even mud and bitten weeds look dressed up for some eye in the distant past, some remote kingdom where the pastures are crossed by thoroughly symbolic rivers. That is why the syntax of prayers is so often reversed. Aim toward the dead who clearly have not gone ahead but returned to prior things, a vista of angels and sheep, a desert where men in robes and sandals gather by a tree. 
hushed doors. All day that sense a bell is about to ring. I recognized it waking up before I weighed the bulk of news or saw Saturday night's cars parked randomly along the curb. And though I had no prayer, I wanted to offer something or ask for something, perhaps out of habit. But as the past must always be honored unconsciously, formally, and persists on this first and singular day, though I think of it as last. Rain on Ten If I ever get over the bodies of women, I'm going to think of the rain, of waiting under the eaves of an old house at that moment when it takes a form like fog, it makes the mountain vanish. Then the smell of rain, which is the smell of the earth a plow turns up, only condensed and refined. Almost fifty years since thunder rolled and the nerves woke like secret agents under the skin. Brazil is where I wanted to live. The border is not far from here. Lonely and grateful would be my way to end. And something for the pain, please. A little purity to sand the rough edges. A slow downpour from the dark ages. A drizzle from the Pleistocene. As I dream of the rain's long body, I will eliminate from mind all the qualities that rain deletes, and then I will be primed to study rain's power, the first drops lightly hollowing, but now and again a great gallop of the horse of rain, or an explosion of orange-green light, a simple radiance that requires no discipline. Before I knew women, I knew the lonely pleasures of rain, the mist and then the clearing. I will listen where the lightning thrills the rooster up a willow, and my whole life flowing, until I have no choice, only the rain, and I step into it. It's one of the divinations, uh, one, of, one of the markers of character, where one sits in an audience, sitting with others. The front seats filled last, laggards, buffoons, and kiss-ups falling in beside local politicos, the about-to-be-honored and the hard-of-hearing. No help from the middle, blenders and criminals, and the back rows, restless, intelligent, unable to commit. My place was always left-center, a little to the rear. The shy sat with me, fearful of discovery. Behind me, the dead man's illegitimate children, and the brides and grooms' former lovers. There, when lights were lowered, hands plunged under skirts or deftly unzipped flies, and lights up again rose and pattered in applause. Ahead, the board practiced impeccable signatures. But was it a movie or a singing? I remember the whole crowd uplifted, but not the event or the word that brought us together as one. One, I say now, when I'd felt myself many, speaking and listening, that was the contradiction. I wrote this poem during the, uh, the war in El Salvador. My wife is from El Salvador. And I would visit, and I began to see what seemed to be the impossibility 
of ending the war. And I think I had always seen a, in my own moral attitude toward war an absolute revulsion and a respect for life. And at the same time, I began to understand the the inevitability of, of violence. So that was the occasion for the meditation that, that, that led to the mosquito. The mosquito. I see the mosquito kneeling on the soft underside of my arm, kneeling like a fruit picker, kneeling like an old woman with the proboscis of her prayer buried in the idea of God. And I know we shall not speak with the aliens, and that peace will not happen in my life not unless it is in the burnt oil spreading across the surfaces of ponds and the dark egg rafts clodding and the wiggle tails expiring like batteries. Bring a little alcohol and a little balm for these poppies planted by the Queen of Neptune. In her photograph she is bearded and spurred, embellished five hundred times, her modular legs crouching, her insufferable head unlocking to lower the razor edge of its tubes. And she is there in the afternoon when the wind gives up the spirit of cleanliness and there rises from the sound the brackish oyster and squid smell of creation. I lie down in the sleeping bag sodden with rain. Nights with her I am loved for myself, for the succulent flange of my upper lip, the twin bellies of my eyelids. She adores the easy, the soft. She picks the tenderest blossoms of insomnia. Mornings while the jackhammer rips the pavement outside my window, while the sanitation workers bang the cans against the big truck and shout to each other over the motor, I watch her strut like an udder with my blood, imagining the luminous pig descending into Trotsky's skull and the eleven days I waited for the cold chill nightmare and night sweat of malaria imagining the mating call in the vibrations of her wings, and imagining in the simple nod of her ganglia how she thrills to my life, how she sings for the harvest. That was Rodney Jones reading his poetry in New York City on March 1st, 2008. You've been listening to the Essential American Poets podcast, produced by the Poetry Foundation in collaboration with PoetryArchive.org. To learn more about Rodney Jones and other essential American poets, and to hear more poetry, go to PoetryFoundation.org.